0: Hey, besties, I'm Rolly Polly Riley, and this is Rolling With It. Welcome to Rolling With It. I'm your host, Riley, a 23 year old girly learning to roll with life's ups and downs. I am hella excited for this episode. And I just think it's going to be a good one. I'm really excited to talk to you guys about where I started in this journey, where I am today, and also where I hope to be, you know, in a couple of months, in a month, in a week. It's a very continuous process. Change happens every single day, every minute, Every choice you make, you have an opportunity. Uh, I'm like, sometimes I talk and I'm like, who the fuck are you girl? Like, who have you become? But I guess some trauma does that to you. (laughs) I do want to say that I'm nowhere close to the other side of my healing journey. And I don't think there really is an other side. There is just healing. I know it's going to be a continuous process, like I know for a fact when I go on my first date, when I move out on my own again, when I freaking have sex for the first time after all this, there's going to be a lot of feelings that come with all of those experiences. And I think the biggest part of what I'm doing right now, you know, I'm only three months out of that abusive situation. So what I'm doing right now is really building habits and mindsets and a lifestyle that builds me up to be the best and most strongest version of myself so that when those um you know road bumps come and occur, I'm not completely derailed by them. You know, it's okay to be derailed a little bit sometimes. Um, and I don't think derailed is the right word. It's okay to roll with those downs and roll with those ups. You know, you never know what tomorrow's going to hold. So I am just working on being, becoming the best version of myself that I can. So that is life happens. I'm ready for that shit. And also so that obviously this bullshit never happens to me again. And if I see a friend or anybody, you know, starting to go down this path or in this path that I can hopefully be a strong person for them. As I mentioned in the first episode, before getting into that abusive relationship, I had a lot of toxic habits and patterns. Um, But once I moved back home, once I kind of got over the initial... The initial everything. I don't even know. I'll get into that in a second. Once I moved back home and broke free from that literal hell, I really saw an opportunity to restart and actually invest time and consciousness into becoming, uh, how many fucking times am I going to say this? Becoming the best version of myself. Whatever. Okay? Whatever. Because uh, I don't know. Okay? I know it's corny. I know it's annoying. But seriously. And that all of that is not to say that you need to go through something traumatic or devastating to do a restart. If you've been holding back or waiting to do something or waiting to make a change, this is your sign to do that shit now. Because something that I learned in this healing journey is that no one else can do this work except for me and except for you. It was up to me in those first, you know, couple of weeks to get out of bed every day and not sit in my own trauma and misery. You know, I had to call 10 therapy numbers which fucking sucked until I could get an appointment but once I did it I did it and then I had you know a therapist and so like I was the only person who could do and can still do that change and that work so this is your sign bestie do quit your job I mean like you know if you have another prospect, break up with that toxic piece of shit, stop talking to that friend that bullies you, like, rip that band-aid off, girly, because this is your motherfucking life. And life changes really quick, sometimes for the worse, sometimes for the better. And that is not in your control all the time. So, what you need to do (laughs) is form healthy habits so that when that shit happens, you can handle it. Because when those red flags started popping up, when, you know, I was whatever, like, it wasn't me who really pulled myself out, you know, initially, it was my coworker, it was my family. But now, you know, any situation or, you know, when situations arise, I feel like I'm in a more uh, capable mindset, I guess, to be like, fuck this. I don't deserve this situation, this is my life, and I don't want this. So, sometimes you need those people to do that for you, and eventually I hope we can all build up to be that person for ourselves. So, my original intention with how I was going to start this episode or kind of start this conversation was to walk you through where I was and kind of like what i was doing when i first moved back home but i am having a very hard time talking about that um i just scrapped like 20 minutes of recording because i feel like i'm on the brink of a panic (laughs) attack i am really Struggling to talk about where I was in that first month. I just know that I was in a very hard place. I like talking about how I was still in fight or flight mode. It's just not, it is not working out for me. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that to myself. And it's not going to be a fun episode for you if. I am struggling and rambling through reliving some traumatic times like I don't need to do that and I know that you don't want me to do that either so in the same vein of what I just said um, about being the best version of yourself sometimes you have to acknowledge what isn't working out for you anymore and you know that I had to scrap those 20 minutes because it just was not working out for me. I didn't want to listen to it anymore. It was making my heart race. It was making me feel very frustrated. And I don't need to do that for Like, I don't need to do that. And so, if there's something that's going on in your life that's making you so anxious and physically ill, you don't have to do that. Um, ch- change something. You don't have to you know life should be life should be fun and happy and i know it's you know i know we all go through hard times at points but at the end of the day if there's something that you can change to make things a little bit easier for yourself then do that the only thing that i do want to acknowledge before getting into the habits and things that helped me is in that first You know, when I first moved back home, it took me a very long time to get out of fight or flight mode to get to a point where I could actually start doing things for myself. So, even though I'm gonna jump past that first, you know, month or six weeks where I was really struggling, I want to acknowledge for you all that. I did struggle for a point of time after moving back home and after getting out of that abusive situation. I didn't jump right into a healing process. I struggled for a period of time and I sat with a lot of those emotions and a lot of that anxiety and I wasn't able to take action for a while. And so I just want to make sure that you're aware that as I'm talking about some of these habits that I'm forming, those habits and these mindsets were were not an immediate occurrence. It took me a very long time to sleep normally again, to be able to eat food again, to be able to talk about my experiences and stuff without crying and everything. So, Give yourself that time and space and everything else will fall in line. Okay, so there were a couple stages to me building myself back up again. The first stage of that was acceptance (laughs) and acceptance of this new life, I guess. Um, And a lot of how I reached that point of acceptance. It was one talking with some friends, um, especially one of my friends who had also, um, moved out after college, um, for about a year and then moved back home. And I think I just needed to hear an experience of somebody else who also, you know, took that chance, moved out on their own, had a good time or whatever, and then something unexpected happened where they needed to move back in with their family and move back, you know, to their hometown. And after hearing her story about that, it gave me a feeling of calmness. Like, okay, I'm not the only one. I... And I knew I wasn't the only one, but hearing that she had also kind of had that road bump and had to move back home, I was like, you know, just accepted the journey and accepted the fact that even though this wasn't the life that I had or, you know, the stage that I had envisioned myself living as a 22-year-old or 23-year-old, it's going to be okay. And I still have a lot of life to live. And on the other side of this, everything is going to work out. I also read this book called Girl with the Future by Parker Ames and I think when I was starting to heal, I just needed some reassurance that this traumatic moment and this time didn't define the rest of my life. You know, as I mentioned in the first episode, I know that this experience is going to stick with me. Um... And I think, you know, in part for the better, like it gave me a wake up call to be aware of my finances, to have a savings account, to listen to those red flags, to listen to my gut feeling, to be stronger. Um, But I still needed some reassurance that life, that I was going to live so many lives and and this book just kind of gave me some comfort in seeing somebody else's journey and seeing all the lives that we can live even after traumatic experiences. Um, and so talking with friends, reading that book, um, were are kind of the first stage of acceptance of this new life and this new part of my journey. Um, and again, I'm only 23 years old. I kind of, I've had a few aha moments where I'm like, oh shit, I have so much life to live. Like seeing my brother being 31, I guess, and just, you know, seeing all the lives that he's lived and seeing all the progress that he's made since being 23 years old. I can accept this little niche in the road that I didn't think was going to happen because there are going to be a lot of lives that I'm still going to live. And so, the second part of my healing journey, which I know some of you are, I don't know, maybe going to roll your eyes at this or feel annoyed at this, but working out was a big way that I reclaimed my power. And the really fucked up side of my motivation was after being physically abused and thrown around and hit and everything like that, I needed to feel strong and I needed to feel capable. I needed to feel and still kind of need to feel like I can run away I am a lot stronger than I've ever been in my life. Like, I, you know, I can do 15 push-ups with ease, which I've, like, never been able to do. And I, you know, besides being in physical health and stuff like that, working out has just really given me that sense of, I don't know, like, Confidence, it's given me a sense of safety in my own body. Um, it's also given me, it showed me that I can be disciplined. Um, mind over matter is a big thing. There are a lot of days, there are a lot of you know times where I'm mid workout where I don't want to finish, I don't want to, you know, do an extra rep or whatever, but I. I just remind myself that this is going to benefit future me, this is going to make me stronger and a better version of myself, and I know that working out isn't for everybody, but after being in a situation like that, I needed exercise to get out a lot of my frustration. Honestly, it started with me just going up to our exercise room, grabbing some weights, and like, punching the air with them because i had so much anger and resentment inside of me that i just needed to get some of that energy out and something that i also did a lot was which i don't really do much anymore is i would dance for like i would jump around for like 30 minutes because i needed to get my heart rate up in a productive way there were a lot of times where I felt like my heart was going to explode and I was just sitting there anxious like there were times when I would look down at my apple watch and my resting bpm would be like 120 and I'm like oh fuck like I'm not doing anything and so I think working out was just a really healthy coping mechanism for me to raise my heart rate, not because of anxiety, but because I'm actually doing something. And also just like get away from the world for a second for those 45 minutes. Like if my mind started to wander, I would just hone back into the exercise and the action that I was doing in that moment and return to my breath. And again, I know working out isn't for everybody, but it has helped me tremendously gain my power back and to show myself that I am a disciplined and motivated person and also like the fact that I can build strength. And I think another lesson is that patience is an incredible virtue to have. When I first started working out, it was very hard you know, I was very out of shape, I, you know, felt weak and stuff, but now I've been working out almost every day for two and a half months, and I am so strong, <laughs> like, I'm a fucking beast, and I deserve to say that, because I've worked every day, every week at being stronger, and so I deserve to flex in the mirror and say, damn girl, look at those muscles, <laughs> which is like ridiculous and I know it's really hard to find time and honestly I'm starting a new job soon and I'm super nervous because like working out is my sanctuary and I prioritize it over a lot like even after working an eight-hour waitressing shift I'm still probably going to work out because I need to let that aggression go from the day and I, yeah, I have a lot of pent up anger that swells up sometimes. And I think that working out allows me to release it in a healthy way so that I don't look around and find myself like wanting to just being very angry. And so enough about working out. I will say I use the ladder app Um, And also, like, working out this time, I know, if you're sick of listening to this, just skip forward a couple seconds, but um, this is the first time that I've ever exercised and not been doing it to take up less space and to be skinny. I'm exercising because I want to gain muscle. I want to take up more space. I want to feel strong in the face of adversity (laughs) that sounded so corny but again I this is the first time I'm working out and not counting my calories or not looking at how much I'm eating I am drinking multiple glasses of milk with multiple handfuls of cookies a night I am eating as many carbs or whatever as I want and I'm also exercising just to build muscle I am done talking about exercising now. (laughs) If exercising is not your cup of tea, I get it. But again, after going through something like that, I needed an outlet to let out that anger and remorse and grief and regret and everything that I was feeling. And I'm in a lot better of a place now. Um, something else that has also helped me tremendously, which all of this, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't sound corny. Maybe I'm just being judgmental of myself. Maybe healing in general is just something that people find corny or embarrassing. Or maybe I'm just projecting my feelings. I think that might be what's happening. Maybe you guys are loving this. I think I'm just projecting. And sometimes I don't like taking up space or talking about myself. But that's something I'm working through. Okay. Um, Another part of or another thing that helped me tremendously is this book called Writing Down Your Soul um, by Janet Connors. It talks about the power of journaling and the power of writing down in like speaking thoughts and worries and anxieties into the universe so that they can be dealt with instead of just held inside. So ever since I read that book, I have prioritized journaling every single night before bed. And something she talks about is that it doesn't have to be before bed. It can, you know, fit into your own routine. Maybe it's in the morning, right? When you wake up, maybe it's when you have time on your lunch break, but she talks about the importance of building it into your routine and doing it at the, that same time. So every night before bed, I journal at least a page, even if I Honestly, 50% of my journal entries start out with I'm tired (laughs) and that's fine and they always end with I am thankful. Something that I repeat to myself a lot is um, the future is abundant because it is mine and that really stemmed from reclaiming my life. Um, when I was in that abusive relationship, the future didn't look very bright and I didn't have any authority or autonomy. It felt like to control anything in my life. Um, you know, he took all of my money he I slept on the couch a lot he we didn't have enough money to eat you know all of those things and so that phrase the a the future is abundant because it is mine like when I first wrote that down I was like it was like the biggest aha moment I'm like fuck yeah the future is abundant because it is mine like I am in full control of my life again and no one else is going to take this power away from me the only person who can take that power from myself is me so I need to continuously feel empowered and feel in my own right to have a good future Um, and so looking back and rereading my first journal entries they were very depressing and sad I was still struggling a lot with life I you know, I would say, I am so anxious. I don't know how I'm going to get to a point where my thoughts aren't consumed by him, where my life doesn't feel like it's ruined. And now, all of my journal entries are very positive, And I talk through a lot of my anxieties um, if they come up, if that's what I want to talk about. And if I don't have anything to write about, then I just say, I know that everything is working out for me. I know the universe is sending good things my way. I know that I am happy to have my life back. I am strong. I am healthy. I am going to be okay. The future is abundant because it is mine. This is my life. I have the power to change it. And so journaling can sometimes feel like a big to-do or like you have to be saying something meaningful. But every night I journal. And even if it starts out with saying, I'm tired, I don't want to be doing this. I just want to go to sleep. I feel better at the end of it because, again, writing down those anxieties, writing down your feelings allows allows you to put them down. And it lets me, you know talk about those things so that I can then just go to sleep. Like I already, I already acknowledged these anxieties. I already acknowledged whatever and now I can go to sleep. Um, Another thing that I've added to my nighttime routine is listening to like sleep, sleep casts or sleep meditations. So checking in with my body, um, doing a full body scan. um, Those are the two things that I do every single night that helps me sleep a lot am i have had a f- couple of nightmares um which like to no one's surprise you know but i feel like i am at least entering sleep with a good mindset and a good system okay i know that this is getting kind of long but something else that i just want to talk quickly about is putting your phone down for a second. Um, something that I try to do when I go on walks or, you know, first thing when I wake up or when I'm about to go to sleep, I try not to check my phone. I don't think that it's positive. I don't think that it's adding anything to my life. And I think, and I think truly being alone with yourself is very important. So, You know, when I first moved back home, I would stay up until like 2 a.m. on TikTok because I was scared to be alone with my thoughts and my feelings, and that was not serving me. And so I built, you know, the habits of journaling and listening to those sleep meditations, which in turn helped me sleep so much more, and then entering the day not scrolling through TikTok because let's be honest, you are not seeing anything that is super valuable. You know, maybe one out of 20 videos, it teaches you something or it lets you think about life a different way. But overall, social media should not be an escape. Um, So reading or whenever I go on walks, sometimes I won't even listen to music. I will just try to fully be in the present moment and just be with myself. I think feeling comfortable being alone is very important because before I entered that relationship, I think I, I wasn't comfortable with being alone. Um, in fact, I was very uncomfortable being alone. I was sleeping with anybody who looked my way because I was just searching for somebody to add to my life, but now I'm at a point where I am all I need in this life you know obviously I have my family and they've helped me tremendously get through all of this but at the end of the day I need to be somebody that I want to be around and I'm comfortable being around because I I've only got me (laughs) and as you know as maybe cynical as that is we only have each other I feel like and I that is I mean that's not necessarily true But I think at the end of the day, you know, you need to be a person that you feel comfortable being alone with. Because if you're not, then you are just going to accept not the best treatment. So, just to wrap up a little, I want to acknowledge the fact that I was struggling a lot. One, when I first moved back home. And you know this healing journey; these habits didn't form overnight. They took dedication and discipline. Um, and then also, when I was filming this episode, I was getting very frustrated, and I was triggering myself. And I had to take a step back. I had to delete twenty minutes of recording, even though that meant that I would be, you know, recording for so much longer than I thought I would be originally. But it what I was saying, what I was doing was not serving me. And so I took a step back and I let it go. And I figured out a way to do it in a way that felt good for me. So all of this to say, be patient with yourself, be graceful with yourself, give yourself the time that you need to feel your feelings. And no one is forcing you to do anything except for you. I mean, besides, you know, a job and all of that, but again, you can change your life. I give you permission to break up with that toxic um, partner, to cut off that friend who makes you feel like shit, to take space from your family if they don't respect your boundaries. Just do what you need to do to live a fulfilling life. Because as I just said, you are the one at the end of the day who's going to be there for you day in and day out. So let's start working on building some of those patterns, um, some of those thought processes that are healthy and that make you feel good about yourself. Um, Again, it doesn't happen in one day. It happens over time. And I am very proud of you for... Wherever you are on your journey, I am proud of all of the work that you have done. I hope that you are excited about the work that is to come. Um, Healing is an up and down process, but I think life is just about rolling with it sometimes. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. But as long as we are being kind to ourselves and kind to others, then there is no wrong way to heal. So, yeah, thank you for following along on this ride with me. Um, this was a lot harder of an episode to fil- to record than I realized. I think it is still really difficult for me to talk about who I was and where I was in that relationship and within the first month or six weeks out of that relationship. Let me know what you thought about this episode. I really appreciate everybody who reached out to me, um, after listening to my first episode and listening to my story. I appreciate you if you're listening right now. Um, I am just very thankful to have a community and a support system who, respects my journey and who wants to hear about what's going on with me um so let me know what you want to hear about in the coming weeks in the coming episodes um i want to be here for you as a supporter as a support system as much as you are supporting me here right now listening to this episode so thank you again so much i really appreciate you Um, follow me on TikTok follow me on Instagram head over to my website and send in something that you'd like to talk about under the let's chat tab and yeah I'm really looking forward to all that is to come with this and thank you so much I love you bestie and I hope you have a good day a good week a good night a good year a good life Alrighty, bye I'll talk to you next week